So I'm going to talk about an experiment I got a chance to do recently, which was to actually try to run a thousand or more Cassandra nodes on Kubernetes. Um, I am, I work for Datastax. I've been working on Apache Cassandra for, I don't know, six, seven, eight years now. Uh, so I'm pretty knowledgeable about Cassandra. What I'm not is a Kubernetes expert. We use it at Datastax to drive our database as a service product. I know Cassandra runs on it. I know it works. What I wanted to know, it was one of these classic old school gigantic Cassandra clusters. How would that actually run on Kubernetes and what were our limits? How far could we go and what would break if we tried to scale to the moon? Um, also, as a side note, uh, I really enjoyed using Kubernetes jobs combined with uh, our test tool, NoSQL Bench, to run the tests on this cluster. It was surprisingly easy. So I don't think I have to describe the first thing. I think we all know what Kubernetes is. Probably most everybody here better than I do. Uh, if you're not familiar with Apache Cassandra, Apache Cassandra is a database. It's classically very distributed. It does a great job with geo-distributed workloads. Uh, Kate Sandra, who you'll hear me talk about more here, is a way of running Cassandra on Kubernetes using the operator that we've released into open source. Uh, it also has some additional goodies like backups uh, and some dashboarding and some other things. And then as I mentioned before, NoSQL Bench is a tool that we use to actually benchmark Cassandra, although it's got connectors for a bunch of other backends. So, why do we care? Why do I care, maybe personally, uh, about Kubernetes here? Uh, I spent a lot of time in the field working with people on Cassandra cluster that, clusters they deployed that they had a problem. And I've seen this as a theme in a couple of the other talks too, but it's, it's a big deal to me. Because the first thing I would always do on site when you had 10 or 15 or 100 Cassandra nodes is go out and compare the configs. Because no matter uh, if they were using Ansible or Puppet or hand producing, there had been multiple generations of nodes released or someone had gone in and made a manual change. And that config drift uh, caused a bunch of weird software issues. It was the first thing you looked at. You've got my emojis for uh, ghost bugs because a lot of the ghost bugs would come from config drift. With Kate Sandra and also with Kubernetes, and to stop for a second, like there is that idea of do we want to add this abstraction layer on top of something that's already hard to run like Cassandra? And I would say absolutely yes. Because if we can destroy this category of consistency configuration problems, which Kubernetes did for us, it was so easy uh, with Kate Sandra to deploy this and know it was uniform. And this idea of a thousand nodes too would have taken just weeks if it were hand configured. Uh, and you know, there's some advantage to working with a hyperscaler there too, but Kubernetes provided a lot of that as well. Um, and then there are these other things that were a surprise to me that I hadn't gotten into deeply with Kubernetes, like the visibility that I got by installing a service mesh or the idea of how easy it was to roll up things like logging and see the entirety of the cluster. So let me talk about what worked and then I'll talk a little bit about what issues I ran into doing this. So what worked is that one person, me, one engineer, in one week stood up a 1200 node cluster. What worked is that we had more than a petabyte of data in that cluster and 
I, admittedly on some pretty optimal settings, we were seeing tens of millions of reads and writes per second on that cluster with P75 latencies under 10 milliseconds. Um, what worked really well, but should maybe horrify people, but also was amazing, is that I messed up the IP address space on the cluster, and I had to destroy the cluster at 800 nodes. And I did it in five minutes, which was amazing. It was a superpower. It was a superpower you want to be careful with, but one little Helm update, and I had a clean slate to start again. Um, also, as I mentioned before, scaling up the load test using Kubernetes was also super easy. So what didn't work? A uh, couple of gotchas with Kate Sandra that we've talked with the Kate Sandra team about. Um, you're really not going to run into them unless you go big on a cluster. But the first was Kate Sandra uses Prometheus for monitoring at about 60 nodes. Uh, we had gone past the default setup for Kate Sandra. And again, remember, I came into this with the intention of being very naive about the setup. Um, I didn't want to optimize. I didn't want to do much configuration because I wanted to get an idea what it would be like to just start from scratch and try to scale one of these up. Uh, the other thing I saw with very big clusters is Kate Sandra needs a little love when deciding how to coordinate new Cassandra nodes coming onto racks. I think that's being worked on and really you're only going to run into that if you're going very big. Uh, had a couple of gotchas working with a hyperscaler, particularly EKS, although it also saved me a ton of work. Um, resource limits, often a surprise. Uh, there were a lot of stop and re-request moments as we tried to grow the cluster. Um, obviously, and I think uh, Adobe mentioned this as well too, uh, I thought an autoscaler seemed like a really good idea, and I really took my licks for having put in an autoscaler to do this. Uh, I think with some of these stateful workloads, uh, the autoscaler may be more trouble than it's worth. And the last thing I would throw out was a lot of the documentation that I read was geared toward running multiple pods in a Kubernetes node. And with these database deployments, we really are running a pod or two per node. And one of the consequences of that is that I did not do the math very well, and I ran out of IP addresses at about 800 nodes and had to go back and respec the whole thing. So definitely being aware of that if you're going to go big with a single or limited number of pods per node uh, is a great idea. That's it. Just wanted to go through that and sort of introduce my experience. I will pass it back over. All right. Before you leave, yeah. if you run an 1,000-node cluster, you've earned the right <laughs> to hold the DOK horn. Please, please, please. Oh. He, he earned it. I think he earned it. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, round of applause. Got a round of applause. Respect. Thank you very much. Here's the thing, though. It was easy. It was easy. It was easy. It was e you can do it, too, folks. Study this talk. Get interact with Matt in our Slack channel. Incredible to hear that. Love it.